place was beautiful. Understanding differences in living standards, where they come from, what the human-made element is in determining those living standards has been a nagging question for me for at least 20 years. Answering that question and all the questions that relate to it are a big part of this course and it's something that I'm going to enjoy talking to you about over the next few lectures. So let's go ahead and get started. We think about economic policy all the time. Every election year, almost every day in the papers, cable television, on the radio, we always hear about this policy or that policy. And they all seem different and complicated and sometimes difficult, but the truth of it is there's only one basis for all economic policy, just one thing. And that one thing is to raise your living standards, to make people's lives a little bit better. Ultimately, that's the only reason one should study economics or listen to what it says. Ultimately, economics is about not just growing the economic pie, not just making the economy bigger and more successful for some, it's about growing those slices of pie and the slice that everyone gets. We want to focus on that in this course and think about all those policies that are intended to affect those slices of pie and what they mean for us. We can start by asking ourselves a question. What do we really know at the end of the day? What do we know about economic policies? Do we know which ones work and which ones don't work? It doesn't seem like it. I hear a lot of discussion and not a lot of answers, but we do have some things that we know, and we're going to discuss that in this course. We want to discuss whether or not we really have a recipe for growing the economic slices of pie that all of us live on and that we hope that our children will live on and that we hope will grow larger and bigger and a little more tasty over time. That's a big part of what we need to understand with policy, but to begin, we need to sort of distill through the fact and the fiction. One of the problems we have with policy is that it's always rooted in some argumentation. And the argumentation is always based on some economic theory. What are economic theories? Economic theories are just stories that tell us the way things are supposed to work. They're presumed causal relationships. And the basis for these theories are these isms that you know really well. You've heard of Keynesianism and classicism, Marxism, libertarianism, and lots of other isms to be sure. But what are they really? If you think about an economic theory, it's really a story that's rooted in a scientific approach. A scientific approach to studying what has been successful or what hasn't been, and under what circumstances. Now it's just a story in some sense, and what we do is we take these scientific approaches and we couch them in these broader stories about economies that have done well, about successes or failures. And through those stories, we have the roots of these theories. The problem is, it's really hard to separate truth from ideology. When you're hearing a story about what objectively has been proven to work and what just seems right, or what sort of fits better with another politician's belief or with some person's predisposition towards one thing or the other. Well, what this course is about is distilling all the lessons that we have about economic theories, in particular economic theories of growth, from the broad set of growth experiments that have been undertaken around the world by the leading and the lagging nations of the world. If you think about it, when you think about all the history of the world, these are just experiments, and in fact, they're the only experiments economists really have. Studying those histories, what happens in China, Japan, the United States, Great Britain, etc., that's how we learn, and that's what we're going to do. Look at all of these histories, look at what policies have worked there and why, and think about our future. We want to learn what really leads to growth not the stories and the ideologies, what's really behind raising living standards around the world, what's really behind eliminating poverty, making a better life for people, and just perhaps, possibly, a more improved and more peaceful world.
Well, one of the hard realities of this is the truth of it is that macroeconomic policy and growth theories are not scientific. They're just not. They're scientific-ish at best. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that there's no real experimentation. If you think about actual science, you think about controlled experiments. You have a complex set of forces affecting one organism, and you control for every one of them except for one. And in the other experiment, you tweak that one variable, and you can study that over and over again under a variety of circumstances to see what really works and what doesn't. And the problem with macroeconomics is you just can't do that. You can't take a whole economy and run experiments. You just can't learn that way, and it doesn't, and we don't. And therefore, macroeconomics is just scientificish. It's science-like. Now, to be sure, there are a lot of good scientific experiments in and around economics, particularly microeconomics or the individual choices and decisions.